So after um, setting up the file, after setting up the second file for this episode, so welcome back, uh, welcome back. Um, so part two's now on the way, and we've op- and we've cracked open a couple Ramones. <laughs> so you can hear. So so jingle, if it, jingle. so in the past, like rock candy. Um, what's the other one? What's the other can- candy we used? I have no idea. Oh, no idea care and, to, uh... and so now we have marbles rattling around. So um. <laughs> And uh, phone ringing from before. And the phone so, ringing yeah. from earlier. That that part is sta- that that phone ringing when we were mentioning that we were starting the next file. That we're, we are still keeping that in. Actually, we were talking just about over the break about uh, transparency and publishers, and that's really nice that uh, Seven Seas went the route of being very transparent and starting that blog from this incident because most of the time we don't get to see this t- much transparency from. Yeah, the this is actually quite appreciated, especially like especially after the CMX thing a number of years ago. Yeah, the ten ten incident. The ten ten. <laughs> incident from the from cmx that was so after so reading this um as much as i dis as much as some may have disagreed a good chunk would have disagreed with what ultimately ha- happened with nymphat that's appreciated i think it's a good lesson to learn especially in public publicity anywhere that if you don't kill it off very soon it just keeps on lingering 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 yeah. and you yeah. lose more people and so this was much more respectable yeah, I don't, than I don't the think previous so, yeah. incident then i think like like two years from now, it won't look as bad on Seven Seas as say two years after the Ten Ten incident looked on CMX. Mm-hmm. When, when we talked about that last season, so yep. oh, we were also talking during the break about Canada Customs. We mm-hmm. brought that up. Yeah, well, we were. Ta- there was an incident based on that. Yeah, I think it was a Yowie book and stuff like that from a guy in Montreal, and supposedly it was bad enough that they just seized it. And it's like all the other incidents we've talked about with customs. It was Yowie in, and incest, I believe. Yeah, something so. like that. It was pretty bad from what I heard. Like, I only got the gist of the article. But it's stuff we've had from before, like with Please Teacher and other incidents. It's We were talking about with the brothers. If you want to say what you were saying before. Well, Canada Customs is... Um, they can be a little bit heavy-handed with a lot of things. Um, they feel their job is to stop things from coming in, stop us from importing, and they'll do anything they can. Uh, we kind of joke that you know they're all born again Christians or something because they constantly go. The thing is, uh, talking with one distributor, he's had to constantly go to court because of they've withheld stuff from him, and he's never lost a case. They've never had <laughs> a legal leg to stand on, but it's just they keep doing it. They keep harassing him again. He eventually gave up and said he was spending more time in court than actually earning money in his business. It's the way the customs works. You're guilty unless you prove yourself innocent. And they're able to get away with quite a bit sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And there's been well-documented um, cases. We used to bring stuff across the border until we got into trouble once. We brought in a pack of um, kind of like trading cards of Betty Play- Page from Playboy. the 50s. Oh, no. no, not even Playboy. They were just photographs of her in lingerie, black lingerie, black stockings, that sort of thing. By today's standards, completely tame. I mean, she was the, just the, the Sears catalog shows more than these pictures did. Yeah, the Victoria's <laughs> Secret prize shows more. Oh, but it was from the 50s, and at that time, that was scandalous pictures. So the package was kind of going back as a retro type thing, making these out to be scandalous things. Well, they confiscated it and said that it's going out to be checked and if it was okay. They came back to us and said, no, you cannot bring that to Canada. That's prohibited material. (laughs) 
They never actually even opened the package. They had no idea what actually was in there. They were just going by the blurb on the packaging. My mother had to go back to the border to pick it up. They escorted her back into the States with an armed guard. And as soon as she came back, they took the car apart to make sure she wasn't bringing them back. She just sold it to another store there just to, to avoid the, the hassle. But <laughs> even at that time, there was nothing wrong yeah. with many, those pictures. How many years ago was that, probably? Do you think? Oh, this was quite a few years ago. It was quite a few years uh, ago. But since then, we can't go across the border. If we come in, they take the car apart. Uh, we can't, as a business, we can't. We can bring the exact same stuff personally across, and they won't bother us, even from the same customs officer. But come as as business, no, they take the car apart. But customs seems to be of the idea that their job is to stop us, and they'll do whatever means. And it'll mean if they'll grab books, they'll. T the thing is, if there's an offensive book that they don't like, they don't hold that book. They hold the entire shipment. Crate. And the mm -hmm. entire crate, whatever. And they can hold it up to like nine months. And I've heard from a lot of distributors in that that they have a tendency to lose things that they can't find anymore. And that was their way of dealing with it. You can fight, you take them to court, and eventually you get the stuff back. But they just keep doing it again and again. And even if you take them to court and win that this book is not prohibited, you can bring it in. The next day, you can bring the exact same book across the border. You go through the whole process again because they will not keep record of the previous case. It's them. That was from that time. Now you're bringing this book across again. You're going through the whole process again. And eventually, the stores just kind of give up. They don't go after the big chains. They got the high-priced lawyers. They go after all the little bookstores. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's a pain. You, we have, we don't bring anything ourselves across the border. We get our guys to do it for us. We're good they at know it, so. which customs officer won't give them a hard time, and mm -hmm. they call ahead. Is so-and-so working? Okay, I'll bring the, the stuff across. Mm -hmm. And our laws are actually more liberal than the U.S. If it's legal to sell in the U.S., it's legal in Canada. There's more that will be legal in Canada than in the States. So if it sells fine there, there really shouldn't be any problem. But it doesn't mean that it won't be stopped by customs. Wow. They can still do it. Wow. No accountability. Doesn't sound uh, no. like. No, Bureaucracy at its best. They've huh? gotten a lot more lenient these days than they used to be. It was really bad for a while. But they can still do it, and it still happens. It happens every once in a while. Uh, and there's, we're surprised sometimes some of the things that go through without any problem and some of the things they stop. Uh, we even had them confiscate an order form. What? <laughs> yeah. Because it had Ghost Rider listed on there. What? What's with Ghost Rider? It's a comic approved comic book. No, but for some reason they she didn't like that and she confiscated for her. Yep. There's no pictures in it. It's just list of she items. Didn't, she didn't like Ghost Rider. That's it a was, sad and, fact considering uh, it's a movie now. Yeah, but this was it's like don't like Nicholas Cage. It's like <laughs> fifteen years ago, and the book. The but thing yep, is, yep. the book is printed in Montreal, approved for all audience, for all, all ages. ages, all ages. Yeah, but, but she, she, she like went it. just by the title. Wow! But that's the way they go, and it's don't the she problem is <laughs> the problem is it's up to you to prove otherwise. Wow, that's all I can say. Yeah. And I've heard these stories before over the years, so you know I'm still oh, astonished. I talked to, to uh, what was it, Glad Day Books that used to be here. 
Um, they were a gay bookstore. They were small co- engine repair book. They yeah, they brought in across the border a small engine repair book, and it was confiscated by the customs because it was being brought across by them. They automatically assume, oh, it's got to be some gay thing, and that they confiscate small it. Engine repair. <laughs> <laughs> Only gays do small engine repairs. But that was they wanted that store gone, and they yeah. they succeeded. Damn. They finally gave up. That's all I can say. Damn. Uh, mm. It's customs is weird. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You know, we were drinking our Ramones during all that, and I'm having trouble drinking mine because my marble's getting stuck in the hole now. So. You have to know how to well, do that. Well, that's why they have this little indent notch. here. Oh, the notch? Yeah. The notch is for? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. yeah. So so it's a the notch. Okay. But anyway. if you tilt it too far, then it falls, it falls over. over. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, once again, the podcast continues. Uh, Nicholas, Austin, and two vissers with you in anime conversation from the Comic Den's real location in Mississauga and online via the, the internet... Uh, via, and online via their internet location at thecomicden.com. Thank you for once again taking time out from downloading Lucky Star to download this. <laughs> uh, okay. Someone's going to go the wrong way with that. Now we are going to be sued. It's like we're promoting people to do illegal things now. Thanks, no, we, Mike. We're, not, we're just realistic I, as to what, what, what our demographic could or could not be doing. Could not be doing, yes. Well, the thing is, I don't have a, a big, pro- as a retailer, a too big a problem with people downloading the odd scanlation, the odd fans up. As long as they still support the industry, still buy things. You don't have to buy everything you see. You know, if you watch the, the, the odd fans out, but still buy regularly, you download the odd scanlation to see. The problem we've got is a lot of the stuff, you we have no prior knowledge of them other than what mm-hmm. we hear. Yeah, At least in Japan, they see it on TV. Mm-hmm. They can there fl- is no yep. first exposure. Yep. No, no good effective so first exposure. So I don't have a I've problem with you using time. the internet for that first exposure. But don't make it your only, your only source. Yep. So That's not fair. And that hurts a lot of business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this is an ultimately anime manga. It is a business. Yeah. So. And unfortunately it hurts us more because we're the niche market. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we got off on uh, that cannonball. <laughs> Let's fire off a couple of bullets and do a few bang, more buying a few more headlines in brief. And actually, let's go back to some of the bullets we didn't really get a chance to fire at Anime North since other things blew up over there. Buying, buying. Uh, these are for, uh, unformed thoughts which may not or may not turn into significant conversations. Actually, we we got two more bullets uh, a few days ago which weren't in the Anime North list, and I think we both think these are enough to cover the entire segment. First one was. Um, Chinese students fight back at Death Note ban. You heard about this one? Yeah, no, I've heard about, but I haven't heard them fighting back. But I think they're fighting back with writing names or what are they? Doing? Yeah, they're they're sending death notes, death wow. notes to them or death notes. It, it looks like they, they s- left messages on the teachers' machines and that. Yeah, uh, uh, I am the them. I am the death god, and I will curse you and watch you die. Let's see if you still have the. But it seems part of the reason for the ban is because the kids were all carrying around their own little death notes. Yes, this is in China. So in the names of people they didn't like and teachers and that's what started the the, the ban mm-hmm. and, and 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 here's a statement from uh one from a school official apparently i have confiscated many things here but this is the first time i received threats on the telephone it just goes to show what a bad influence this thing called death note has on children 
We'll need to increase our regulation on these harmful materials. There's an interesting little nugget afterwards. Um, after the ban, and this happened, uh, I think, in May, or at least we heard the parts of it in May. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the ban happened uh, in mid-May. And then and then an ni- interesting little nugget was the fact that Shueisha, or you know, Viz's parent company, says that there's no license for Death Note in China. So there's nothing there to ban. Apparently, it's apparently there's a cross up between the Chinese publisher, and, uh, the parent Chinese publisher, and Shueisha. So technically, if you talk with Shueisha, Death Note's not supposed to be there. And apparently, uh, and there's a cross signal. And I, I hate to tell you, there's, there's, there's a lot of things that are not supposed license. to be in China, yeah. but they are there anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know. But sometimes know. it can be just a cross up between who has the licensing authority for what area and who, because there's so many sometimes companies involved. It's not just necessarily the publisher that had the license rights for that area it could be just a mix-up yeah but it could very well be too that uh there is no license. do you, see, do you <laughs> feel this whole uh chi- this whole um japanese culture infiltrating chinese culture thing when you feel when you hear about the death note thing well i, I mean uh, japanese it- manga has been very popular in china always has been I mean, that, I mean, when I read about this, I, that part, some of that kind of seeps in in my mind over this. So I'm just wondering. But I guess there's nothing significant, is it? Like, well, they've been trying at points. They've you've seen like the protests of anti-Japan protests because of the history between all the Asian countries in that area, and them unhappy with the fact that the younger generation is embracing Japan through I the manga and anime. I think most of the kids really don't really care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I get the, more of the impression a with a lot of the anti-Japanese, it's all a certain groups, and it's, it's probably being a kind of demographic now too. Well, it's a very small percentage. I, I think they're being more pushed into it. Uh, it's more a government type thing where they're because the Chinese government they like to be in control. They want things their way, and I think it could be that it's a protest that are more. Um, created rather than something that came up on its own from the people. Mm -hmm. Well, usually they try to nip things like this in the bud very quick, like with what we see with Falun Gong and other movements and other things. No, it's it's not against China. It's against Japan. No, I'm just talking about a different idea. Yeah. Yeah. Because Death Note's like ingrained in their children. It's like, oh my God, this is going into our young people, and these are the people we want to lead us in the future. It feels like an overreaction. Like, does it come across as an overreaction? I think it's an overreaction, but for China, it's what they do a lot of. Yeah, they're they're very controlled. Uh, Like, even though they've freed up a bit. They're still very much communist in certain ways. Yeah, Uh, Uh, the the whole internet's controlled. You can't easily uh get out. Um, they're now even with high definition yep. DVD. They have their own DVD standard. format. Yep. There is a third standard apparently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's specific. strictly for China because they want that way the people in China can't get a hold of the American DVDs. Internet was funny because I remember it was in an article about the uh, Globe and Mail, and at one point the Globe and Mail reporter could get onto the Globe website and do his stuff. And then the next day, he couldn't at all. And it's the exact same website, except maybe something that day triggered something. And he said yeah. he'd go to another less uh, developed Asian country. Oh, no problem. Yeah. And it's just crazy what goes on. 
Mm-hmm. They, no. There's a, the controversy here in, in North American schools, or at least in local schools here, is on like Facebook and social sites in terms of students. Um, like yeah, the whole bit the about kids are saying things are that saying they really things. shouldn't yep, be saying. It's one thing to say it things among your friends. It's another thing to say it publicly. The problem is they don't see it as you know, if if they went on TV and told the world that something about their teacher that wasn't true, they would mm-hmm. say, no, you can't do that. But they don't see Facebook as being that public. Mm-hmm. They see it still kind of as a private thing, same as their blo- blogs. Well, that's my private blog. They don't seem to clue in that that is completely public. You're Once telling it's the on the internet, this. it's thing, in the, it's caught in that web, right? The thing, though, is like uh, we talked the funny one was it was in the newspaper too. The parents of one of the kids was threatening to go after the uh, the police or whatever because they went onto their computer. Yep. No, they, nope. went, they on went on the blog. On blog. Which, yep. But they didn't. They thought it, to them it wasn't public. It was private. Surprise! Surprise! And and yeah, I was thinking about that. Read, read, do, read those. Read that agreement. Read that user agreement next yep. time too. Uh, it's uh, not just the kids. Uh, People for working for companies mm-hmm, have gotten mm-hmm. in trouble for the that. The Ontario point. government is banned. Um, yeah, and all that. because the problem is when you go on there, you say who you are, where you work, and all that. I and then it. if you say something, people know the connections, and it's starting to reflect on the companies. In private. Private confidential information yeah. is getting out there I because it, you know actually. who they're talking about. And I see it, actually. And the thing is, um, like, I'm, I've, I, like, here in this little bar... I've I've expressed a lot of my own fr- personal frustrations with uh with my job, uh, my day to day frustrations with this job, but um the thing is I've made it a point and when I on, on Facebook I've made it a point never to state my own occupation where I work, and and for and it'll and for the most part it'll stay that way. But if you talk to me enough, you know in personal conversations it's not a huge secret where I work. No, but it's a and by the way thing. And, and by the way on the radio uh, here on this podcast I'm not saying. Where I'm working. So the problem too is you can't you can't tell your kids you can't give out private information while you're giving out all private information. It's not right to have this double standard yeah. with the yeah. kids. If you say it's 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 not a good idea to let everybody know where you live and where you go to school and all that, then why are you doing it? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I mean, it, it it looks bad on the kids. I mean, it's like the mother we had come in here one day on rollerblades. Well, no, you can't have rollerblades. Yeah, but I'm an adult, so it's okay. No, no you How can't have rollerblades. <laughs> no rollerblades because they can trip they can and hit something. When when you doing it, you know it's, it's it has to be a level playing field. But no, they get oh no, I'm an adult, so I'm it's okay. No, if we say no rollerblades, we mean no rollerblades. I'm sorry. And they didn't like that. Never saw them again. No, not really. <laughs> Trust me, go anywhere else. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, Just yeah. be consistent. How, that's how all can that's you asked teach for. your kids? You know, it's it's like do as I say, not as I do. No, they pick out what you do. Yeah. And if ask. you're going out and saying all kinds of things, well, they think, oh, I can do that too. Kind of frustrating. The one thing on deaf note, though, I haven't heard because, we'll of that. course, we'll get to the other bullet. Okay. Because, um, of course, China it's very constrictive of what's getting out. Is if children are using it as a bullying mechanism and stuff like that, like we've talked with Facebook, I'm starting to wonder if that was some problems too. Because yeah, this is a big, big thing that's blown up. Could, could, could. There. I mean, you can see that angle, but I, it's not what I uh, the my sense of the story. I would say it's it, not. But it in could the blow sense, up. 
we see bullying as happening on the internet and other areas, but there could be, which would be intriguing. Um, I think my impression more is just they're the normal controlling. Yeah, I thought it was normal controlling, but we were talking about we went to Facebook and I started to wonder. Well, it's with one Facebook, to there, there is that problem. Yeah. People I mean, are saying the, you know what? The, the other side is though the people who like the authorities there who are enforcing this will probably agree with the point you just brought up. Because, as I said, they don't want it to blow up into something they can't control. No. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so um, which was that's the second bullet. Uh, you have the other bullet, so yes, fire away. This one's interesting because I found I read this. Yeah, earlier. we found this from the Yamori uh, Shimbun, I believe, paper, and it's basically about Akibahara and rising crime. Now, a lot of us, we were talking amongst ourselves and thinking that there was certain issues in Akibahara, but. Supposedly, there's been a transition period in crime, and we'll give you some figures. Last year, the police apprehended 225 shoplifters, almost double the 118 cases in 2005. They've had um, also 77 violations of the firearms and sword control law in 2006, while there were only 35 in 2004. There was also, um, under the minor offenses of carrying a knife without proper reason, they've had 259 violations, and that's a big leap from 39 cases in 2004. We've also talked about certain things of maid cafes and stuff like that, with them offering services that they probably should not be. (laughs) Above and beyond on the second floor. (laughs) A lot of it is because Akabara has changed. From the high tech (laughs) to the more... It was more a place that only certain group people went Mm -hmm. to. Now it's become a tourist area. Now there's a lot more people in there that otherwise would never have been in there. And like the knife one, well, a lot of the comment was, well, they were carrying the knives for protection because so many of the otakus were being, uh, you know, knocked down and have their stuff. It's not really an assault. It's just, are, <laughs> yeah, yeah they're, they're not track stars and they're well, not it muscle. Seems they uh, did have problems with the uh, what they call it otaku hunting, yep. where groups were going after the otakus and just beating we're, them up. We're hunting otaku. Very, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. very, very quiet. Very, very quiet. Anything that becomes popular and a lot of people, well, yeah, the pickpockets show up, the purse snatchers show up, there's targets. And if you know you can make money off it, easy target, boom. But they also said... These targets are so easy. Part of the increase, too, is the number of people that are living in the... uh, uh, the internet cafes. Yeah, we talked about we overnight, that a couple weeks. And then so going like, out in the yeah, day the and robbing a few people to pay for their food and then going back into the internet cafe for the night and then back out the next day to rob some people for food. And that part I didn't... Yeah. That angle I didn't see. And when we were talking about the maid cafes, what we're trying to say is, yes, they were offering these extra services, but they were not licensed establishments that are supposed to offer these extra services. Yeah, and that's what I, they were I trying to go at. They, they always were kind of... Uh, on the, uh, from what I gather, on the tame side because they of the, who there, they, uh, the, the customers were. Well, as soon as you let all the tourists, now you're getting a different type of customer mm-hmm. and who starts to see it as a different type of service. Well, they saw a chance to make more money, and so I guess some of the girls were offering extra services. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the customer base changed. Yeah, the customer base changed, and you know, and, and we brought this up. What brought what brought about the changes, or what kind of blame? What got some of the blame for it? Um, 
much of this is due in no small part to the larger acceptance of the area and the larger acceptance of those who frequent the area. And -hmm. and, uh, people are pointing to one particular phenomenon or one particular title to that. Train Man. Mm-hmm. And, train, uh, and Train Man made fun of that too, and yeah, they, they make did. fun of it. And but you notice it—it it, it, it became uh, so suddenly in the newspapers. You know, this movie star was at Akibara. This uh, rock musician was at Akibara. They would never have been there, mm-hmm. but now they're being photographed in Akibara because it's, it's become the cool place it's, it's, to it's be. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like the new sh- actually there now. It's <laughs> like the new Shibuya, almost you yeah. could say. But that's but, kind of, that one was kind of uh, funny. It's uh, kind of funny. Yeah, how it's kind of funny, but it's, I, but you know, and I, I, I wonder how the uh, how the regulars the regulars oh, right now. That's what they did with the train men. Yeah, no, they can't. They, they can't underground cafes now because we can't cafes. go anywhere now, right? And yeah, maybe, the, is that sentiment? I wonder if that sentiment's true. But of course, you have things like on the Sundays, how basically they're shutting down the streets so that the otaku can go and walk around and do their thing. We've got the Harui dances and, and dance all this in other the street. Stuff I'd play the cop, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but, but to some extent, when it used to be, uh, you know, a clique thing, this was our little thing that we knew about. Yeah. We would, it's it's happened here with anime and all that. It used to be a little thing that only you and your friends kind of knew about. And then when it goes mainstream and it's all on TV and everything, and you kind of go, well, it's nothing special anymore. Mm-hmm. It, it loses its appeal. Mm-hmm. But I guess we should read what the officer had to say uh, from there. And he was saying, because the district is currently undergoing through a transition period, we're concerned over the possible increase of crime that we've talked about with otaku hunting and all. We'd like to take measures to create a safe environment at an early stage. So well, supposedly thing, this is an early stage thing. Well, the other thing too is, is that the, the officer mentioned that uh, it seems Akibaro had a very low crime compared to the other areas, because he's comment that we were that they were getting help with uh, how it was being handled in other areas where the crime was more. It seems Akibaro is now becoming more. Like it's now else. in line. Yeah. Yep. It's where it used to be when it was only to the otakus and the little groups. It was actually a very quiet, safe mm-hmm. place. And it's not coming that way anymore. It's no. become too mainstream. It, it's, it's now becoming like the and other catching districts. up with the rest of yeah. Tokyo. Which says something about a lot of the otakus. And the, <laughs> yeah. no, They're pretty law-abiding. No, yeah. Give them yeah, credit, right? Yeah. To be fair, though, we should say we shouldn't steer people away from going to visit. No, Akibahara, because it's still a lot it's, uh, safer uh, than where we are at the moment yeah, in Canada yeah, and the U.S. Yeah. and stuff like they're, that. They're they're worried, but compared to most places, it's it's pickpockets and maybe the odd knockdown. It's yep. it's like when uh, I think it was Jump Magazine was going on. Our circulation's down. We went from six point two million a monthly or copies a month to six point one, and we're going. Geez, the biggest selling thing here is like a hundred thousand. <laughs> You're worried about losing that little bit. Anyway, actually, we have a knock at the door, and I think we've said enough anyway. So we'll take the break. Back with final insults in a couple seconds. It's the anime roundtable from the Comic Den on thecomicden.com. Bang bang. Anime Pacific. Introducing Dane, a 26-year-old Australian expat living in Hong Kong. I'd say anime was the best thing to come out of the 20th century. Introducing Alex, a 30-year-old Canadian expat living in Japan. 
Anime is alright. I think I grew out of it a few years ago. Dane wrote me into doing this stupid podcast. Anime Pacific, where a hardcore fan tries to bring a lost sheep back into the light. You're living the dream! How can you be living in Japan and not be wallowing in the world of anime? That's ridiculous. If I was living in Germany, would you be asking, why aren't you wallowing in Lederhosen? Anime Pacific, featuring the master of comedy, Alexander Sorokapuk. Dane is gay. <laughs> Anime Pacific, Life in Asia, Anime News, Reviews, and the Anime Person of the Week. Check us out at animepacific.blogspot.com or subscribe to us through audio or podcast pixels. Anime Pacific, still working out the kinks. Um, I'm gonna have There's a... There's like a vacuum cleaner going off in the background. Yeah, I mean, what the hell? I'm recording and you're drying your hair. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, we said we'd uh, touch on what's uh, what the future holds for you two guys. So, anything? What's in the plans for you two now that the after the, you guys clean up here? <laughs> catch after, up on my reading. Catch up on my reading. <laughs> yeah. The lots out there. Huh? Like I, you keep referring to all those books, uh, like a load of bookshelves at home. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think you were saying probably what, go to Anime North uh, next year. I think yeah, you said yeah, if it's possible time. or years in the. Yep. Take a vacation. <laughs> Get your get your get an updated passport, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, you ask any bookstore owner after they close the store, "What are you going to do?" And it's read the books <laughs> that I haven't been able to read yeah. all yeah. these years. Yeah. All the books that We're are in the business, up. selling what we like, but don't have the time to actually <laughs> enjoy. We're having bookcases like. at home full of of trades that you've mm-hmm. never really gotten to. Huh? That I haven't mm-hmm. ever behind in reading. Mm-hmm. Still plan to go, to go overseas? Oh, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Some kind of vacation, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We still on for the, the 12 Girls Band concert? Because I, mm-hmm. I know you become That's fans That's the plan. Yeah. I, I'd overlooked, apparently. Um, now, uh, we talk a little bit about 12 Girls Band. Google it. You can look it up, guys. Um, uh, interesting little... Uh, they're an interesting 13-piece um, band, but they only like perform 12 at a time. And um, they're, apparently they're set to have a con, and they're very popular in Japan. But they're twelve um, Chinese female classical, um, classical yeah. instru- play, who play classical Chinese instruments. They're very popular in Japan, and they're going to have a North American tour beginning, I think, in August. But it'll come to these parts, to the Toronto area, on um, in October. They'll be in uh, one night at the Hummingbird Center, and the other night at Casino Rama. So, that, so that's the closest where we'll be. And I know you guys are curious to see them. Yeah. There's no mention of it on, on either a website for um, Hummingbird Center or Casino Rama yet, so I guess no, tickets aren't on sale. Mm-hmm. When they start selling tickets, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, we'll all make it a... You want, you want to come along? <laughs> sure, I, well, I if, 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 sure, if it's, it's the right time yeah. and the right date, yeah. then maybe yeah. I'll go. And I, I bought the the, uh, the CD on a, mm-hmm. on a whim, and I ended up... Uh, yeah, it was those CD video combo yeah, it was things. Pretty, and I, yeah, I got that, and that's pretty good, actually. So I, I wouldn't mind going, going to go see them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's that, and... Oh yeah, that's right. I still have some outstanding orders here, so I guess I'll uh, come back to get a few of those later. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, roundtable at thecomicden.com. That's our email address. If you have any comments for 
the show, what you listen to, uh, any uh, anything. Uh, Want to tell us we suck as we usually do? Hate mail too. Hate, hate mail. You know, we're we're, we're write our names in your death notes. Yeah, we're 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 open to anything. Um, com is our website. You can leave comments there as well, uh, and check out the blog. And uh, hopefully we'll and um, well, as I said, we'll get this up in short order. And sorry for doing this in two pe- two parts. Uh, and and the marbles. Sorry about that too. <laughs> too much to talk about and to do. Oh, right? this is, this is, hey, considering we we were doing episodes rather ambience. sporadically right now um, <laughs> until the fall. Well, so at least it's not pop rock. At least, at least it's not pop rock. This time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, time now for final insults. Um, the brothers have said they're deferring. Wow, well, they've given their they've given their final thoughts, I guess, right? So about what you're. Doing, I'd what like control. to still say something. Okay, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Well, I just say after the 28 years, thank you for the people that have come and go through the door, and people that uh, I've became. There were more than just customers, and uh, people Most that of the regulars were more I'll than miss. Just customers. Yeah. Talking about various things, video games, mm-hmm. you know, like. And such. I think you'll like, still it's, see. It, it's you know, like the people that. This is one thing that that I enjoyed the most. Like you say, it's like a bar here. Yeah, I just you know, like that was what made this fun was the people coming in and talking with them and shooting the breeze and and yeah. things like that. Still, you know, like that, that's you know, like I, I joke, I'm only here to feed my own habit, but it's the people sometimes that make me enjoying this. Glad to be around for ten years to see the last ten years of it. Yeah, it's been an interesting ride. You guys for still us. do, and you guys and mo- and I know you go go for dinner. According to the uh, Mississauga News article, you go for, for dinner with most of your with a few of your the, Well, the the ones that we go were the were the ones that have been us for the twenty eight years. Mm-hmm. They've been with us since day one. Day one, mm-hmm. and we they definitely become more than just customers. I've known them for you know, like the twenty eight yeah. twenty nine years. They. <laughs> so I guess they're gonna go. I guess you're you're still having dinner later. This yeah, week. we're still getting together. <laughs> yeah, of That's course. Cool. We'll still see. Yeah, and a few yep. few people will be meeting for you know, like for coffee. I think I think I think they live in the area anyway. Yeah, <laughs> walking distance. So I guess that's uh, yours. But no, it it was it was good while it lasted. You know. Yeah, it's it was a rare experience since it's a word of mouth business. At least for me, it's yeah. like in we tell one friend, tell another friend, tell another friend, tell Most another friend. Most of our customers have yeah. come through word of mouth. Yeah. Uh, later, and more recently, a little bit, quite a bit on the from the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tried advertising in the newspapers and things like that, and it never really went anywhere. Now, advertising Anime North, we did get some people from that, so yeah. that helped. But most of it, it's you know word of mouth. Yeah, it's just you know, like odd that when you do Google, you know, like the comic, then you get five hundred and some odd hits yeah. because mm. of people's blogs and such mentioning us. See, I I stumbled in here ten years ago because I start I had recently re- had recently at that point rediscovered Robotech, and I stumbled into this store because I had bought the um, the soundtrack uh, a limited edition soundtrack from ten years ago. I lost it. And I stumbled in here trying to buy another copy, and I've been coming back ever since. So that's that's my story about this old store. Uh, what was yours? Um, actually, it was. I guess it kind of started uh, through you when I went uh, to York University and stuff like that. And I'd been into it off and on here and there, but that was when I thought, okay, maybe I'll try and see who's selling it. And this store kind of stuck with me. It was mm-hmm. like 
I like coming here. I like the people and great conversations. And so it was a place I could relate to and come back to, not like going to the box store. You go in, you go out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and it felt like you were paying for more than just your product. You're paying well, for we're also the personal the, touch. You know what I mean? The owners of the business, when you go to a store and it's just some yeah. clerk who doesn't know yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. So there's a thought. Oh, you have a regular final insult, James? Um, not really. None? Well, actually, I was thinking about uh, MPD Psycho, which I've enjoyed thoroughly. It's probably the best put-together product I've seen from Dark Horse in a while. Like, paper-wise, they have the color pages at the front. And keeping it uncut, which I think is very key. Like, on their site, the editor talks about how when they were in negotiations for it, they said to him, we will keep it uncut. And that was a big thing, sticking point to keeping the license. Wow. But it's things do come through. It's just a matter of how they're put together and who's bringing them through and how you protect them. And if it's actually a legitimate thing that should come through. Hmm. Because you know what I mean? There's always that point where some things just aren't right. <laughs> Sorry, just to go back well, to Go back to that again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd rather them not do it than bring it, edit it all up and change it. and you know, Either do it properly or don't bother. Yeah, well, DC should have done that with 1010. Yeah, yeah well, fortunately, they said they'd lose the license by the time they started doing the uh, unedited versions. Perhaps just yeah. as well. Well, then somebody else can do it. Well, the disturbing thing is we talked about, and they're actually selling a lot of them. Supposedly, yes. their sales so are very well. The that's, the that's, the thing. that's the thing. So but then, just kind of money, money, there's, not, there's, some, there's a lot of things money cannot yeah, but most people don't cure. know. They don't know the controversy. They're not online. They're kinda like, not kind of like big Apple. fans who keep track of everything. They just pick up this book that they like. Oh yeah, it sounds like the Highlander anime. And then after I pick it up, I found out there's actually a director's cut that's only in Japan right now. Yep. Well, yes. no, it's not out in Japan yet, but, but it will be coming out soon. But yes, supposedly I can't wait to get that. Actually, I enjoyed watching Highlander basically uh, the first uh, cut because it was very fast paced. It was pretty much put together. Yeah, but still. I thought, but it's kind of interesting knowing there's another thing. You know what? Yeah. That reminds me of Steam Boy, where you have the cut version, which I thought was pretty good, and then the uncut version, which was in Japanese and stuff that we got with the DVD from Sony. Yeah. The big, the big box. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for that. Um, I guess I'll give mine, and then we'll. And, and then we got to go. Yeah. Because they, they got some cleanup. We got we, so there's much a lot time. to do. Yeah, there's lots. a lot of cleanup to do. Uh, my final insult is for the city of Mississauga. Um, the little back street that this store stood on is a twisty road called Kerwin Avenue. It's a convenient back road for those that have had to deal with the two major streets that this avenue cuts through, which, is, which are here, Ontario, and Dundas. Almost a year ago, they closed the street to build an underpass for pedestrians. That was supposed to have been done by last October. Then it was delayed until January. Then it was delayed until last week, just in time for this store to close. And for reference, the underpass isn't completed yet, but at least they reopened the, ro- reopened yeah, the road. It took a year. <laughs> Many of the regulars were known to cut through Kerwin to get to the store, and more customers were known to cut through here on their way to work. Many more commuters, that is. Although Terry and Anthony have been adamant that this didn't influence their decision to close up shop here, they did regard it as hurting business a little. 
it did have affect us a bit, not terribly because we're more of a destination place. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people would yeah. come in and complain about the traffic on Dundas because where the cars, a lot of them took the shortcut yeah. through Kerwin to avoid the intersection. It relieved some of the pressure. Yeah, well, now it no, didn't. No. It just backed up the yeah. traffic yeah. for miles. Yeah. Yeah. And they constantly complain, and then the people that used to just walk over here will now have to walk all the way around mm -hmm. because they can't get through. Because the pedestrian bridge, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, so it did have a bit of effect. Yeah. Um, not enough to fight the city for it. cost us more to fight it than we'd ever yeah. get out yeah. of it. So, we, yeah. It's not much you can do about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. But it's just funny that it finally opened the just week before. The week I think before it was. It was. I, I figured something like that would happen. Yeah. I, I yeah. just saw it coming. Yeah. But it was ridiculous. It took a year. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and completion date was never. Oh, that's the latest one. Well, that's, 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 that's what, what, what happens with a lot of construction projects. It's like we're going to finish there. We're going to take mm -hmm. a picture there. <laughs> uh, the real concern, by the way, uh, concerning all the street closure, was for the plaza that sits across the street from here. And a convenience store there that was known to be popular with commuters that were cutting through. And that got hit really hard from everything I understand and from yeah. stepping in there. Hopefully business will now pick up, and I'll actually be heading there in a couple of minutes to buy some lottery tickets. I heard the jackpot's uh, forty million this Wednesday on the. Canadian so so how many free tickets do you think you're gonna win? Uh, probably none. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Mississauga. Uh, thanks for very little. No, thanks back. for nothing. Anyway, hey, Terry Anthony. Ter <laughs> Terry Anthony, I'll see you for tea on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye. Anyway, we must be off. Good night. Good night. <laughs>